Hey, it's Bill Simmons. The NFL playoffs are in full swing, and the Ringer NFL Show has you covered for all your pro football needs. Sunday night, get Michael Lombardi and Tate Frazier's rapid reactions on GM Street. On Tuesdays, the Ringer NFL Show with Robert Mays, Kevin Clark, and regular guest Danny Kelly break down all the biggest angles on Wednesday. GM Street again on Thursdays. Clark, Mays, and Danny are back at it again. And on Friday, GM Street's Friday Focus gives you all the insight you need for gambling, fantasy, and everything else. Don't forget about my podcast, too, on Mondays. The BS Podcast, Cousin Sal and I playing Guest Alliance. More importantly, The Ringer NFL Show. Subscribe right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Ryan. Fight, 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 fight. Are we allowed to celebrate fights? Do we, are we allowed to? Do we come to this podcast to do through a secret hallway? Um, I wish I had. That would have been really fun. Instead, it was just a, it was just a very well-known elevator. Are, you're kind of. What, how many secret passages surround Staples Center? A lot. At least now that I know of, like minimum. It's two. like a World War II bunker. Well, there's wherever Kobe landed his helicopter and then took the elevator down. In the right. Secret so tunnel there's a Ritz Carlton to Staples p- pass passageway yes. we think about yes right there definitely is and that's also where a lot of visiting nba teams stay right so then they can take the underground tunnel there now we know there's um tunnels between the clippers locker room and the visiting visitor locker room what shade by the lakers to stuff the clippers in a room that's not even private there's been a lot of uh shade going on with um different like uh, stadium facilities mm. stuff going on because like they also had the the Warriors calves like the Warriors showers were really cold yes and they were like you could hear them screaming I like that yeah why aren't there more pranks on the visiting team but in terms of the Staples Center thing I think the genie bus should take on infrastructure <laughs> and she should build a monorail underground monorail from Staples to like either WeHo or the coast so that people can stay at shutters sure. or they could stay to out the on the beach or or even if they just want to stay at the Beverly Hilton or whatever, they don't have to deal with traffic on Olympic or what whatever. What Jeannie should be doing is <laughs> helping move a, more quickly the like rail building here in LA. Yeah, I, I think so. Well, we need to get a meeting between Mayor Eric Garcetti and Jeannie Buss <laughs> on the books. But for now, let's deep dive into the fights that have happened in the NBA this week. The 90s are back. The 90s are back, baby. In so many ways. Yeah. You know, we've got Cardi B and Bruno Mars. And the assassination the, of Gianni Versace. The assassination of Gianni Versace. Set in 90s. We got um, crop tops. It's just it's just all happening. And we got guys throwing blows. Throwing so blows. I have a, a, a slight theory about all this, but let's we can, let's, we can let's update begin, everybody. Let's yeah. begin with last night's fight. Mm-hmm. Tuesday night, we had a Wolves versus Magic game, in which the Wolves lost, which is ridiculous. And um, Aaron Aflalo was in a headlock. Because he threw a punch that connected on uh, Bajilka. He missed. Well, how do you say that guy's name? Um... I have no idea. See that, that the, that's part of the issue. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't say names I can't pronounce. You know who also role. might have a hard time pronouncing his name? Carl Towns, because he didn't seem to think that he was his teammate. Because Carl was just like watching this happen. He was not getting involved in this at all. Interesting note about Carl Towns. I know today Kevin Durant announced he's like helping his fellow NBA players and other athletes like find YouTube fame. Okay. Hopefully, it doesn't in- involve any uh, Logan Paul style stunts. That would not be wise. But. <laughs> One of them that he's helping is Carl Anthony Towns. This is off. This is not on our rundown, but like his list of of athletes that he's working with is JaVale McGee. He's already doing the parking lot chronicles with him. Okay, Richard Sherman. That makes sense to me. And then this Towns and Durant kind of makes sense to me as well. 
They're just like two kind of aloof dudes that are really good. When you say helping, yes, what do you mean? Like he's putting up money, he's acting as the executive producer go-between between YouTube and those players? I think that Towns, Sherman, and McGee will leverage the uh, connections and infrastructure that Kevin Durant has built for himself for his own YouTube uh where you can videos. watch him getting a haircut. Yeah, watch him getting a haircut. I've seen Gordon Hayward get hurt. Yes, yeah, see Gordon Hayward get hurt. Exactly. Remember that? That was like one of those videos, right? It's yeah. like him getting a haircut when Gordon Opening Hayward night. gets hurt. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So he's like he's like taking these players in. So what's Towns's my... Uh... <laughs> I don't know, man. He's really into his girlfriend. Kara. Yeah, but like, like what's the, is it going to be about love? Is it going to be about like Carl Towns and his girlfriend? Have you ever heard Towns like speak like in an interview? Yeah, like, I have. Because I've been really into watching... Timberwolves post game interviews in the locker room because Jimmy Butler is constantly clowning Towns when he's right. getting interviewed. It's awesome because Towns takes himself really fucking seriously. Mm-hmm. He's just like, well, I just this is the craft of basketball, right? And kind of and then to be Jimmy honest, Butler turns Thomas Red up to eleven and is like, shut up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it makes sense to me that Towns and Durant would align, but okay. that's kind of besides the point. So last night, Towns did not align himself with his teammate. Um, he just sort of like watched this fight happen and sort of like stayed far away from it, which good move or bad move? Like, is that what Carl Towns should be doing? It did escalate really fast. Uh-huh. And sometimes there are th- like, I've been, in, I've been in bars where there have been fights and like, you just are like, wait, what's happening. Right. But you do definitely know when it does start happening and you kind of have like that immediate fight or flight impulse. And it's just kind of like, as far as my understanding of it goes, you're just supposed to get your teammates back. Yeah. And I just didn't feel like he got involved in it at all. And when they were, when Bielika was on the sideline, Towns was kind of like, just like quizzically staring at him. Like he had never seen a man who had been in a fight before. And I was just kind of like, get your head out of your ass. He's, like, what are you doing? Towns, yeah. Towns seemed soft. But there was that fight. And then of course we had the, course, the, the night before the Clippers Rockets fight. And there was low key. It wasn't a fight, but it was pretty pretty passionate was Ben Simmons and Kyle Lowry. I feel like this one kind of got swept under the rug, but Kyle Lowry was like, I went looking for Ben Simmons. Yes. Yeah. And Ben Simmons was like, come find me. I like it. Who do you pick in that fight? Uh, I, I feel like as an aged man, I have to go with Kyle Lowry. Uh huh. Um, I pick Lowry. Simmons obviously has the size advantage. He's got the reach. I just feel like Lowry is like, you just don't fuck with him. I I happen to love Kyle Lowry. So let's, I kind of curious, like, is it three makes a trend? Do we have to discuss why this is happening? I, I, yeah. Well, let's I, okay, just, you want to hear my theory? Yeah, let's hear it. I think that there's so there's this other narrative going on right now about the players versus the refs uh-huh. and how they're, the, the relationship between the players and the refs has never been this bad. And you've got Draymond and Carmelo and Durant talking about just like, you know, I think Melo is like, I don't even want to talk about those guys. I just have like no respect for them. Yeah, because Russ got ejected. And and after that, Melo and getting his teammates back was like, I'm done with the refs. I don't respect them. So I think that part of the problem, each one is obviously separate, but especially in that Rockets Clippers game, I feel like the refs really lost control of the game. They did. Like, I feel like they're definitely, nobody needed to get tossed as much as the refs needed to like, probably stop things when D'Antoni and Blake were getting into it and, also, and just be like, what's going on, guys? Like, we everybody needs to chill out, go is, back to your corner. Why is there no video of Blake bumping D'Antoni? There's got to be video of that. There's have video. You, have you seen it? Yeah. it. I, he didn't hit him, quote unquote. He just, like, bumped but him. But so didn't. Right now he was saying that there, there, was, there was reports that Blake was angry because he felt like D'Antoni was out of his, like, technical area, like mm-hmm. where he's supposed to stand. And that he, like, kind of hit him to be like, so you're not supposed to stand there. Yeah. So, like, that's what happens if you keep doing that. And then D'Antoni flipped out at Blake. But the real issue seems to be more that 
Pat Beverly and Austin Rivers were screaming and trash talking from the bench. Right. To, and Ariza got really pissed about it. I that. want it known. I endorse all of this. I do too. It's an extremely entertaining no element. Injuries, no injuries. No one's hurt. Yeah. All good. No one gets arrested. I, you know, Aflala is definitely getting suspended. Definitely. Uh, I don't know. Ariza might get suspended because it sounds like Ariza was the one who was the most aggressive after the game in terms of like Woj reports is just that he has been singled out as the person who was trying to get into the Clippers locker room initially, and that Harden and Paul were trying to stop him. Right. Initially there were, there was the infamous incorrect report from Ashley Brewer. Sorry, sorry to her. RIP her mentions um, where she <laughs> incorrectly said that Harden and Paul were fighting each other. And then Woj just swooped in and totally dunked on her and was like, no, what actually happened was, um, Ariza and Co. Mm-hmm. went into the Clippers locker room to confront Austin Rivers. And then there was another, and then it sounds like Harden and Paul were trying to stop Ariza. But meanwhile, there was another report that Chris Paul went to the Clippers locker room th- uh, to confront Blake. And Chris Paul, given his knowledge of Staples, having been on the Clippers for five seasons, four seasons? Uh, it's f- five seasons, I think. He, um, six. Uh, it was it was only Eric Grantland. It was the trade that got nicked and then redone. Was oh, that's right. I remember 2000, that. It was so 2000. It's fine. Yeah, it was five. Yeah. Um, I never forget. You know, <laughs> and neither Grantland nor the trade. And so he and so he using his intimate knowledge, um, like knew all of the roots. All he he was an infiltrator. It was like he was in World War II yeah. or something. He or he was like you know. Uh, a, a, a Marquis de Lafayette, perhaps. <laughs> and, so, and so there just was a lot of wild, wild information. And this is also coming after, wasn't there another um, tunnel fight like last week or so with, with uh, I forget who it was, but there was another one. Well, there was separated. the Boogie one earlier in the season, I think with KD, yeah, right? There was, there was that, that infamous picture of Boogie yeah. being held back by three security yes. guards. And Justin was telling us, Barry was telling us that like, narrow hallways. it's narrow in there. Like if Smoothie Boogie King. wants to get into a, a room, like he could probably do it. Um, what do you think is behind all this? Do you think it's just like New Year blues? Everybody's depressed after the holidays? I think with a lot of transactions from this past postseason, there's like, there are agendas and vendettas to be addressed. Um, I think that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of team like chippiness because there's a lot of opportunity for different teams. Like Gons and I talked about this on Monday, the other than the top three mm-hmm. in, in the West, like five through eight is or four through eight is really close. Four yeah. through 10 is close really. Yeah. So like every game kind of matters when, when there's not really the separation. And, um, I think that there's just a lot of like, there's just, it's a good it's a good season like is that a cop-out thing to say but there's just like a, there's a lot on the line like a lot of teams feel like this is an opportunity in the east like for the raptors they really have a chance to go to the conference finals and like they are competitive against mm-hmm. the Cavs now so like it's just a, a little bit of a shifting of and the power. sixers don't want to be treated like doormats and you've yeah. got guys like Embiid who are like kind of taunting a lot of players who've been in the league maybe a little bit longer sure like drummond or whatever like i think that there does seem to be a little bit of a generational shift. We talk all the time about like the unicorns and stuff like that. But even something as minor, not minor, but you can even see it in this Isaiah Thomas Celtics situation. Sure. Where, so this is another thing that's been happening this week is, and I, I actually, it, this is a bizarre story that this is like had this much legs. I have a theory on this. Okay. Ex- explain what's going on. So Isaiah Thomas obviously had a uh, tempestuous exit from Boston. He was traded after playing through the playoffs Gets really injured during the playoffs in the Washington series, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, he'd been injured a few times. His hip screwed up. He had had mouth surgery to fix teeth that had gotten knocked out and stuff. 
obviously was traded for Kyra Irving over the summer. Some people felt like, including Isaiah Thomas, felt like that was like disrespectful to him for what he had done for the franchise and laying, laying his body on the line. And he'd even gone on to say later on, if I had known I wasn't going to be in Boston, I wouldn't have kind of overextended myself in the playoffs, you know, to, for, sure. for the Celtics. Um, he said I would not have played in the conference finals. Yes, yes. And since then, there's been a lot of like, Danny, that was screwed up. Like, I, I didn't like the way that that was handled, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't even know if he asked for it or if Boston offered it as like a make good or something. But there was going to be some sort of video tribute to Isaiah when he played Boston again. And it just so turned out that that video tribute was supposed to happen on the same night as, as the Paul, Paul Pierce Pierce's retirement. retirement. But yeah. not his jersey retirement? His jersey, jersey retirement. retirement. His jersey retirement. I believe it's February 12th. That's when the Cavs are the Celtics. And today... Jackie McMullen and Chris Forsberg put up a piece that basically went into like really candid detail about this whole saga with quotes from Pierce, who works at ESPN with Jackie McMullen and Chris Forsberg, um, talking about how he was like deeply offended that Isaiah was going to be like that he wasn't cool with it. And Danny had sort of asked and been like, you know, I feel bad about how this trade went down. Do you mind if we do the video tribute to Isaiah on your retirement night? And not only did Pierce have a problem with it, but then they wrangle in Rondo, who was like really like off the top rope about this, and a secondhand Kevin Garnett quote, and Tony Allen, all talking about how like who's Isaiah Thomas? What has he done for this franchise? We don't celebrate conference championships here. We only hang banners for finals and you know, like all this stuff about it. And it was kind of like it just makes the whole situation kind of sad. The whole thing is weird, but I think there's a lot of competing agendas at work here. Okay, let's hear them. First of all, this is a Sunday showcase game. It's at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC. So, sure, one thing ESPN has really mastered is promoting their own games. And drumming up interest for the games yeah, that they right, are broadcasting. Right. So you have all these people who have associations with ESPN contributing to this piece. Um, that seems natural to me. Yeah. And second of all, everything we know about how Isaiah Thomas feels about his trade and how things went down to the Celtics comes from one source, Isaiah Thomas. Okay. And um, I like his candor. I like Isaiah Thomas. I hope that he gets back to his full speed. But, like, he keeps this storyline alive himself. We keep talking about Isaiah Thomas because Isaiah Thomas is talking about Isaiah Thomas. Sure. Okay. Uh, counterpoint. Okay. What... NBA player doesn't do that to some extent or not or another. I think that um, Kevin Durant shied away from this more last year. I mean, of course, he was like more on the uh, he from was, the Russ stuff. Yeah, but he also was more like if you think there's a right and a wrong. KD was like, yeah, it's like Kyrie doesn't get asked about Isaiah Thomas all the time. He's kind of ducked it. I mean, he's obviously had his own controversies sure. this year, but he wants to move on. Yeah, I, I just think that there's sort of like a, a like a relitigating that's just like constant in part because Isaiah Thomas is a part of it. And I don't, I don't blame him for it, yeah. but it's also like, I don't, I don't like need to be anti-Isaiah Thomas. I really like him and I, he's really fun to watch. He's makes the cat, even the Cavs are having like a slide right now. They're way more interesting with IT back than they were three weeks ago. Yes. They're and, way, way worse too. Yeah, <laughs> and way worse. <laughs> but like, I'm just saying this is not like, why are we talking about this? We're talking about it because IT is talking about I'm it. I'm so through the looking glass on this because I, I, I I also there's this whole phenomenon now where like people just go up to LeBron and like list trending topics sure. and get him to weigh in on them. So I it's I true. can't really blame Isaiah for people. I, I guess I understand what you're saying. If Isaiah is the one who's just like just so you guys know, I wouldn't have played. Yeah, and also he's doing it now. So this kind of ties into the Cavs slide. And he also was like, just so you guys know, I asked Celtics to not play play a video for me two weeks. Ago. Yes, and we've also got 
sort of a larger story than the Celtics retirement thing is the almost annual collapse of the Cavs that happens yeah. usually around this time. This is around the time when David Black got fired a couple of years ago. And there was a piece in The Athletic, a piece on Cleveland.com, and a piece on ESPN, all acknowledging each other. Bill and Zach yeah. talked about this yesterday on Zach's pod. And also, we did a piece on it today. Where the, it was a very strange thing. All of it these pieces really acknowledged strange. that the other outlets had, I think, the same sources. Yes. They're like, in some places it was described as multiple prominent players. In some places it was described as marquee players. You can kind of shrink that number down to Wade Love, LeBron, or Isaiah, I guess, yeah. are the marquee players there. And they were just basically like, we don't know if we can flip the switch this year, that we're just bad on defense and, you know, we're slow and we're obviously not clicking right now. And now, the, the, the other thing about that is I think it's in Joe Varden's yes, piece. It's Joe Varden. He is, Isaiah is making sure that almost every day, everybody around the team is aware that he, the reason why he sucks right now is because he's not getting to practice because the Cavs don't practice. Right. Which I was like, huh, why don't the Cavs practice? Then I was like, oh, right. No team practice in the middle of the season. Okay. That's fine. I think that's fine. But it speaks to kind of why the Cavs have to rely on talent over system and yeah. compared to like Boston and San Antonio. Like San Antonio is no business being as good as they are, except they have a really good system. Right. Like talent wise, Kawhi hasn't played this year. Lamarcus is, is good, but he's Lamarcus. And otherwise, they have a lot of young kids and scrap heap guys, and they're st- they keep keep it going. That's true. Also, um, the Spurs have continuity, which the Cavs do not. Like, right. In, I mean, in, in Boston has a whole new team, and I guess I guess they practice. Well, the continuity is Brad, yeah. and the continuity is what Brad says, and the rotation Brad makes, and the and and the decisions that Brad makes is what goes. And the same thing goes for the Spurs. Right. It's like Popovich and that staff decide how they play. Even if they decide we're going to play more through Lamarcus, there's a style of play that they have there in Cleveland. I can't really tell you like what Cleveland plays like. They play like a LeBron team, I guess, but a less athletic version of one. But they were much better when Kevin Love was the second option. They were much better when Kevin Love was getting involved in different ways on offense, and now he's standing in the corner again. The weirdest thing is when Dwayne Wade tries to take over. Like That's the weirdest moment of every Cavs yeah. game, where Dwayne Wade forgets that he's not as... That he's 35? Yeah. yeah, right. Today's his birthday. Happy he's... birthday, Dwayne. Uh, he just... It happened. One half other- of our favorite NBA couple. Yeah. Oh, God, they're so great. I freaking love Gab you. Um, I was going to ask you, do you feel like you're going to be able to uh, get over your no horror rule to watch the the Gabrielle Union th- home invasion thriller? No, I can't. I, okay. I'll get too scared. But I am going to start watching Being Mary Jane from the beginning. Okay. It's, I saw that's on Hulu, so I'm excited. Um, I just think that also Isaiah is preparing himself to go to a different team. Or leaving that option open. He just, I, I both admire it and find it tiresome where he's really controlling his own narrative this season. Like, he's making it clear that he feels Boston did him wrong, which he's completely entitled to, and I understand that. And he's also making it clear that he does, that it's not for his own lack of effort that he's not playing as well as he yeah. could. And that, to me, indicates that he doesn't plan on being there for very long or with this group of guys on the Cavs for very long. Yes. This is the, the that's the question that looms over the Cavs. Um, while we're on the topic of the, of the Cavs, Trade rumor that's mm-hmm. going around is DeAndre to the Cavs. I think it's a it's 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 a disaster. I, apparently, the Cavs are convinced that they need big men. Right, and so there's Woj says they're targeting Derek Favors, and Ryan Rosillo is like they're only targeting someone like Boogie. Yeah. So, do you think a either uh, moves the needle? Uh, I think Boogie. Boogie would. <laughs> Boogie. Boogie is like. A really difficult personality, but like the numbers don't lie with Boogie. I, 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 I mean, I watched like there are compilations of clips of Boogie quitting on plays, and there was a photo I think last night of like 
it was like Anthony Davis trying to block a shot and like three other Pelicans playing defense. And you can see in the background of like, it's like Lawrence of Arabia. It's like Lawrence riding across the desert on a camel. It's like Boogie all the way in the background at the other end of the floor, not getting back on defense. And the quietly, the Pelicans are like a mid-conference seed right now. Right. Um, they beat the, they beat the Celtics. But if time. the Pelicans feel like the Boogie's not going to come back, then yeah, and they enough. can get the Brooklyn pick for him, like Brooklyn and Tristan Thompson, who you can control, there, would you have to trade Kevin Love for Boogie? I don't know. I think you might have to. Boogie's really good. But the one of the rumors is um, uh, Brooklyn pick and Tristan Thompson for DeAndre Jordan. Yes. Which just seems like a horrible move. Yeah. Just horrible. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, let's take a quick break to talk about our sponsor. Sure. Hey, it's JJ Redick, and this week's guest on my podcast is retired soccer superstar Terry Henry. I had the chance to catch up with him while in London recently to talk about his love of the NBA, why soccer players are more athletic than NBA players, and what we're doing wrong in youth development in basketball in America. Listen to this show and more by subscribing to the JJ Redick podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're back. Congratulations are in order. There's now Jason Tatum Jr. If I had a kazoo, I would blow it. Born last week. Yeah. I've heard that he's been dating a girl on and off, and that is with whom that he had a baby. I love Jason Tatum. Congratulations. <laughs> That's it? That's your take? I'm going to be honest. I didn't have the time to do my Instagram deep dive, but I'm pretty sure I can figure out who the is. Is there a is. rumor that he had a baby? No. Where- no, he posted a photo <laughs> okay, of himself yeah. with the baby. Did you say it's a rumor? No, that I heard that he's been dating a girl on. Oh, own. okay. I don't know who the mom is yet. Is the point right? And I just, I as a Jason Tatum supporter, I'd like to know. Right. So, so Jason Tatum is sort of the male basketball January Jones. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he is the JJ. Yeah. <laughs> she could be on the JJ. The JJ January well. Jalen and Jason is definitely a show I would watch. If it was just like a talk, talk show, like three, a chat show. Three Jays and a couple of babies. The new McLaughlin group. Oh wow. <laughs> the new the new sports reporters or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm so in the tank for Jason Tatum. So all Jason Tatum news is like very important to me. There's not a lot of it. No, there's not. I will say that's like true about um, most of the contenders. Not a lot of hot goss out there. Well, also weirdly boring rookie class. I was really disappointed we didn't get any like club photos of the, either the Celtics or the Sixers in um, London. Yeah, they got a, they got some fun nightlife there. They did a lot of club sightseeing. or pub. A lot of sightseeing. Markel a, and Joel seem to hang out a lot. And Justin Anderson. Yeah, the only person hanging out with Markel is Joel, <laughs> as far as I could tell. Everyone watch Markel's silent film on The Ringer today. Thanks, Juliet. It's excellent. Chris, is, it's his finest acting yet. Really? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it is a boring rookie class. Other than Markel being um, troubled, we don't have a lot going on. That's why I was so excited that Jason Tatum had a baby. Like, Lonzo could be so much worse. You know, when you think about what's happening around him, and he just basically like plays three or four games, and then he has like a weird injury that kind of nags him for two days, and then he's back, and then he's gone, and glad he's you back. Brought, glad you brought him up. Yesterday oh, on Instagram... There was like some fun videos of Kuz. By the way, just the Utah basketball team was wearing Kuz Mania shirts for warm-up shirts when they were playing in LA. Mm-hmm. I loved it. So Kuz, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo went to the movies. Like they're on the road right now, like in Memphis or something, and they went to see like a horror movie. I, too scary, so the name didn't, didn't register with me. And they were like roasting each other, and it was very funny. And I and it was like, oh, cool. Like Lonzo has friends. That's great. You know, his brothers are far away. So yeah. he's forced to interact with his teammates. Seems happy. Maybe these guys like each other. And then it turned out it was SpawnCon. Like they basically were like paid to go to the movies in the middle oh, of the go day. See Slenderman? Yes. Okay. And I, I don't know. It's like, is a team that SpawnCons together stays together? Like, is that the new saying? Was uh, the Sojourner tr- Truth bit? Yeah, that also was, spawn con. I don't I don't think so. Yeah. But it was <laughs> I didn't think so either. 
<laughs> but uh, I, I just, I, I wonder if these baby Lakers like each other or not. And it's, you know, just, and if they do, does that I mean? I bet they like each other. I bet it's a similar thing with like the Cavs where it's like, are we really going to be together? Yeah. Is this lasting? Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a, I think those three probably will be, and maybe the rest will not. Lonzo, Kuzma, and Ingram. Ingram. Yeah. Okay. I just also like seeing Ingram have some personality. Yes. Yeah. So get get involved in that roasting. Why not? Speaking of Los Angeles. Speaking of Los Angeles, hot report in the LA Times yesterday. Are you familiar with the hot property column? I am because I share an office with you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. One of my faves. It tracks like celebrity real estate over the summer. It had all the info on Chandler Parsons' new Bel Air. I was recently using it to look at Anthony Hopkins's Point Doom oh. estate. Oh, nice. How yeah. was it? Lovely. So yesterday they had a story about um, Chris Paul selling a home in Woodland Hills. It was like for one point something million dollars. It's in the valley. In the valley. Yeah. As Arash Markazi pointed out on, on Twitter, it's where many porn stars live. Um, not at Chris Paul's house. Not at Chris in Paul's the valley. in the valley. Yeah. In Woodland Hills. <laughs> yes. In the valley. <laughs> Shout out to Arash, one of, one of my faves. Um, and I was just befuddled. It was not, it was clearly a home that they had not done any work in. And it was in Woodland Hills. It had just incredibly garish bathrooms. The marble was pretty bad. The, the countertops were, the property brothers would not have approved. And I was shocked. Did have an open floor plan, though, it seemed. Which, if you listen to Jam Session, you know I do not approve of. I know. I too know. much noise I bleed. also share an office with you. <laughs> Way too much noise bleed in that, in that bad boy. Um, and so I was really, like, concerned about, about what Chris Paul was doing with his home decorating. Like, you have access to a designer, interior decorator. Like, get to it. Mm-hmm. Bill reminded me that he had actually lived in Bel Air. So this was more likely like a home for like his brother, who was his manager, or perhaps right. his parents or something. Right. And his Bel Air home sold for like $11 million. And that was also really nice. But I just, I learned that Chris Paul is really into dark wood floors and um, marble countertops from the 90s and dark paint in the bathroom, which I find very weird. I thought that I, the thing that jumped out at me about the San Fernando place was its similarity to the uh, settings and lodgings in the State Farm ads hmm. and like how life imitates art. Interesting. <laughs> I could see if I were Chris Paul, I'd be like, can we just film this at my house? Like, I don't feel like going somewhere. I'd be like, just come to me. Yeah, it depends on whether he'd be private about like, I don't want anybody to see the inside of my home or be maybe able to like always, sort of figure it out. Maybe he always knew he was moving and he was leaving Damn and, he, and he was just world. like, wow, I'm out. I yeah. don't care. Fil- yeah. Film my home. Do do what you will. doesn't really matter. Well, me. I mean, when they did that, that ESPN doc, which I don't feel like we've even properly processed. It was one of the weirdest thing that's happened. Which this is season. Chris Paul. It's like a four part miniseries online. Jay-Z. Bob Iger. Bob Iger, and then who was the other person in the studio with them? Wasn't it like No ID or a producer or something uh, like his that? Brother was there. Who he's like, pretty and it's just with. like Chris Paul trying to decide what he's going to do, but it came out like way after the fact, and it's it was really black weird. and white. It's really arty, and then it's like kind of like if you're going to plan this, it sort of means that you're not going back to the Clippers. Like you just don't make a film like that to be like, and I've decided to stay in Los yeah, Angeles. De- definitely not. It's it's also it's, very interesting because Jay Z is obviously nominally a sports agent himself. And yet, Chris Paul believes with CAA, right? Yeah, but Rock Nation's part of CAA. Oh, so Jay Z was, wasn't like a conflict of interest. No, it's right. sa- same agency, so that that makes sense. But um, Chris Paul is with Leon Rose. I believe he's not Rock Nation. Yeah. Um, other news I just wanted to share you in on. Sure. Nina Marie Westbrook, my favorite uh, wag. Mm-hmm. She had her birthday trip in Cabo this past weekend. Anybody famous go with her? So her, it seems like her best NBA wag friend is um, Cole Aldrich's wife. Oh, I thought it was Mrs. Collison. Um, I think that she is good friends with her as well, but she's really tight with 
with uh, Cole Aldrich's wife, which I just find like interesting. Is Cole Aldrich on the Timberwolves or on the Thunder? I think he's out of the NBA. Okay. I think for a minute he was on the Thunder. I thought he was Might be an LA on the thing. Wolves. Might be, he was also on the Clippers at one point, okay. wasn't he? I think it's an LA thing more than anything else because they're from okay. LA. But I just found that fascinating. I, could, I was very intrigued. Do you think we'll have any more fights this week? I'm waiting on a Giannis fight. You know it's coming. Yeah, Dark Giannis rising. Dark, Dark Giannis is back. He popcorned his rookie's car. I'm positive it's going to happen. So it's just a matter of really when. Who else? Who else? I feel like the Sixers like get chippy. Uh, I feel like someone like we talked earlier in the year. I feel like somebody's going to take a shot at Joel. Just shove him at least. It's surprising it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I was surprised. Like if I'm Willie Reed, like yes, I'm a like veteran like journeyman player. But if if Joel's like disrespecting me like that, like do I shove him next time we play? I would like a Giannis Joel fight. That'd be my oh God. platonic ideal. Two unicorns colliding. Yeah, but hopefully no one gets hurt and they don't like land any blows. I don't want to affect the season. Yeah, I just want, I like the I like the drama. Yeah, I come to the NBA for for not only basketball for entertainment as well. <laughs> Could we get some All Star fights? Do you think it's gonna be an interesting All Star game? What are we gonna do if they don't televise this draft? Like, what do we do? Do we? Do you think they're protest? not televising the draft so that everyone can do their like we did our own draft? Is it like really Adam Silver's gift to content creators? I'm very curious about the type of like negotiation that goes on with the very telling that Katie was like, I don't want any part of having to pick. And Steph was like, I got it. What's up with Steph? I'm fucking loving Steph. Oh my God. I feel like a new person. You know, I was just talking to our friend Rembert Brown this morning, and I was like, I just feel like my personal prison through which I see the world has has adjusted ever so slightly. And <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. And I was like, part of it is I love Steph Curry now. I used to think he was so boring, but you know what? That guy's got a ton of personality. He got kneed in the groin by LeBron James and then summarily hit a three and patted LeBron in the butt, which I loved. Like just that was mm-hmm. amazing. And he um he just he's just coming out of his shell. He's got that weird commercial that's not the Brita the Brif, one. The Brita one. No, not the Brita. Yeah, the other one that's like Steph Curry in a hurry or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really weird. And he's like just really, um, he's fun now. Okay. Two MVPs and two championships later. And he's like, I'll pick the All-Star game. I'll pick the All-Star team. I'm really into it. Yeah. I think it's he doesn't take any of that shit seriously. It's like Katie is like, I, w- I wanted to go to Vegas. That was like when I imagined us winning a championship. I was like thinking about the Vegas trip we'll take. And when I saw pictures of the Warriors in Vegas, I was like, I got to go to Golden State because okay. that way I can go to Vegas on a chance. Like, you can go to Vegas every night of your life if you want to. You're Kevin Durant. Seriously, but not very far from Oakland. Seriously. And then, but Steph did not go. No. Opted out. He's like, I don't need it. And I just, I think, I like that he's sort of like, I've kind of, I've won some 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 rings and I've won MVPs and I'm, I'm ready. Steph's I, I, about getting buckets. Yeah. I like it. I will say, watching Cavs Warriors this week, you're like, right, this is why Katie's on this team. He's like, he's the kill shot. Yeah, I know. He he brings it on home. But we have to keep ourselves interested. I, I refuse to like I, I refuse to like give up on the NBA as as a daily form of entertainment. Yeah, me me too. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. Anything is